just got through finishing up watching Lakers versus the Warriors. Preseason game, which normally means very little, happened. It was kind of electric. It was exciting watching the Lakers' wings match up with the Dubs' wings. Now, this doesn't mean nothing in the big picture, but if you're an NBA fan, how can you not be amped with the season less than a week away? But that's not the biggest thing that went down today. The thing that every NBA fan is talking about today, right now at this moment, we're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Man, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Jimmy Butler returns to practice with the Timberwolves and goes after Coach Tom Thibodeau, who's also the team president, goes after GM Scott Layton, goes after Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, balls out, curses, and bounces. Do you think Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota? It's deciphered. So, it's no secret, everybody that follows the NBA knows that Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets, wants out of Minnesota. This has been going on for quite some time, the back and forth between he and Coach Tom Thibodeau, who's also the team president, along with GM Scott Layton. A proposed deal with Miami fell apart over the weekend before it could be completed, and I think Butler is growing more and more frustrated because between he and his agent, they don't feel that Tom Thibodeau and Layton are genuine in their attempts to move him. And if you're Coach Thibodeau, also the team president, while you know he wants out, you also know you're not going to get equal value for him. So you're trying to get the best deal possible. So while I know that Jimmy's on the clock and he's in a rush to get up out of there, it's incumbent upon Coach Thibodeau, a.k.a. the team president and Scott Layton to do what's best for the franchise. And yes, this tirade, this rant, this scene that he made in practice where he went not just after people in the organization, but he went after teammates. This is one of those types of things that normally we want you out of here. You're not a leader. You're gone. But I think that Thibodeau, the organization, I think a lot of them feel that what he did today was premeditated. I think that Jimmy Butler and his agent or the or, or someone in his circle told him you're going to have to find a better way or a faster way to push for a trade or make them want to get you up out of here. Now, in an interview later on after the incident with Rachel Nichols, Jimmy Butler said this was about passion and how, how, how much he missed the game and how much he cares for the game and how bad he wants to win. So he was just expressing himself. And those things all sound good, but this is a common sense thing. You've been wanting out for over a month. You've been pushing for a trade. You told them you're not going to sign an extension. You gave them a list of teams of where you wanted to go and they have not appeased you. And to be fair to the organization, if you're under contract, they don't have to appease you, not at your pace or on your schedule. So I understand his frustration, 
But I also understand where the organization is coming from, from because, again, they have to do what's best for their overall future of the franchise. Clearly, the relationships and any bridges that could have been repaired, that's over with with this recent incident. So it's no secret. Jimmy Butler will not be a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves at some point. But I still think that Thibodeau and Scott Layden, I don't think they're in a rush. I think he will play for this team. He will play hard, even without chemistry, even with all the backfighting, even with all the issues in the locker room, even with all the animosity. I think he's going to suit up and play. The real question is, how long does Thibodeau and Layton play this out? Or maybe I should say, how long can they play it out when the owner is losing patience and it is about to take over the Jimmy Butler trades? He's already inserted himself. But I think the owner is even more frustrated than Jimmy Butler. I think the owner is ready for Jimmy Butler to be gone right now. So while I still think he's going to suit up, after this recent incident, this lack of respect, and I think it was a lack of leadership to some degree, even though on, on the street, if we're at the playground or if you're at the Rucker, anybody that played street ball or got into a gym, just went at it. If he went at towns the way they said he did, the way the reports have said and Wiggins and they didn't respond. And I'm just talking about respond and be more competitive. That says something about both of them. And while they're both talented, Carl Anthony Towns is a legit four who can play the five. And some said at some point he was a franchise caliber player. I think he's lost a lot of credibility with how soft he played in last season's playoffs, along with Wiggins, who, while you couldn't call Wiggins a bust, he's most definitely a disappointment. Andrew Wiggins has all the talent to be an elite second tier I would, not second tier. I would call him. He has a chance to be a legitimate second option, maybe even an all star. But he shows you just enough. The problem is he doesn't give you more than what he could. He doesn't have that dog in him. And some guys just don't have it. When I watch Andrew Wiggins plays, I see no fight. He's just not cut from that cloth. So the organization are stuck with these two young players who, while they have talent and they can still improve and develop they don't seem to have the mental toughness or that dog in them to push forward or be leaders on or off the court i'm not saying jimmy butler's a great leader himself he's a talented player who's developed over the course of time remember jimmy butler was drafted he was the last pick in the first round of his draft He's made himself into an all-star with hard work, with dedication, with having that want, that dog in him. That said, as talented as he is and as hard as he works, he's not a leader. He might be a, a, a productive player, a legitimate all-star, a great two-way player, but he's not a leader. And this last example of what went down in practice he can backtrack and call it passion and how much he missed and loved the game. But when you're loud mouthing your coach, your team president, your general manager and your teammates, you can call it being competitive. I call it being, I would say just to be nice, 
just a lack of leadership. It's no secret you want out of there, but don't take it out on your teammates. They don't control your fate. Just something to think about going forward. To be fair, Jimmy Butler has stated openly that his frustration isn't with just the organization. His frustration lies in the fact that he believes his two younger, talented, gifted teammates, Townsend Wiggins, don't want it bad enough. They don't put in the work. They don't have that dog in them. He believes they truly don't care about winning the way he does, and it frustrates him. And on this point, I'm with him 100%. Anybody that saw the way they played in the playoffs, they both quit. Now, Jimmy Butler didn't play great in that series versus the Rockets, but it wasn't from a lack of effort. Wiggins and Towns, especially Towns, looked really soft, looked disengaged, and just showed little to no heart. So I can understand Jimmy's frustrations. Listen to this exchange between him and Rachel Nichols. So Rachel Nichols says they offered you an extension that would have given you four years, 110 million. The reports are that you wanted something else, that if they had moved some other pieces around and freed up more money, that you would have gotten recognition. It would have given you a shorter term contract, but more money. Is that at all accurate? To which Butler says, it's accurate, but it's not about the money. It really isn't. She says, tell me what it's about. Butler says, it's about saying we need you. We want you here. We can't do this without you. And that was the disconnect all along. You're saying one thing and you're saying it and you're saying it. I mean, I've learned enough times in life that saying something is completely different than acting upon it. Actions speak louder than words. Whatever quote you want to use. And when it came to that, that point, it was like, I'll let y'all know what the deal is as soon as you trade it for me. I told you the truth from day one, and I will continue to tell the truth and do it and do it over again and again. I don't know. It just felt like a slap in the face. I don't know how to put it, but it made me think like maybe I'm not that important to your organization. That's how I took it. So he's frustrated with his teammates. He says he's frustrated with the organization because he feels underappreciated. Here's the thing. I have no doubt that the Timberwolves organization know his value. Because last season when he was playing, they were on track to be a 50 win team. They were on track to be a third or fourth, third or fourth seed easy. He got injured and they barely made the playoffs. So I'm sure The organization, as well as everybody in that locker room, knows his value. I think when it gets right down to it, point blank, he doesn't want to be in Minnesota. He doesn't want to be there. And if you really wanted to be there, why would you already have a list of five specific teams you wanted to go to? You don't want to be there. And I agree with you. That Towns and Wiggins are soft and they don't give 100%. But you don't want to be in Minnesota. And if you're honest, like Jimmy Butler claims he's always honest, then just say you don't want to be in Minnesota. Just say that no matter what they do to appease you, be it roster moves or money, 
you don't want to be there. Man up, Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy Butler isn't the only one suffering from the crazy season. There are reports out there that the Minnesota Timberwolves reportedly asked the Houston Rockets for shooting guard Eric Gordon and forward P.J. Tucker in a trade involving Jimmy Butler. And according to the reports, the Rockets nixed the trade because they wouldn't part with P.J. Tucker? Look, don't get me wrong. P.J. Tucker is a good defender, and he has the ability to shoot the three. But he's not better than Jimmy Butler. Matter of fact, let's just go with the basic common sense. Everything that P.J. Tucker does well on defense, Jimmy Butler does better. And everything that Jimmy Butler does on offense, P.J. Tucker could never touch. How? Is P.J. Tucker a sticking point? It'd be one thing if he was a young, up-and-coming player and you could make the case that he's developing and so he's part of your future, but he's also the older player. P.J. Tucker's 33 years old. Jimmy Butler's 29 and an elite two-way player. And you don't want to give up a rotation guy for him? I know Daryl Morey considers himself the master of analytics, but you don't need to be a numbers guy to know that if that's your hold up on that deal, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. If you have Jimmy Butler playing alongside Chris Paul and James Harden, you not only have a legit big three, but you have three guys who can create their own shots and facilitate for others. And in Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler, you've got two elite perimeter defenders. P.J. Tucker is very good, but he's not an elite perimeter defender. And more importantly, on the other end of the floor, Jimmy Butler doesn't have to sit in the corner and spot up. He can get his own. If these reports are true, somebody needs to test Daryl Morey because that makes no sense. Once again, shout out to Anchor. Love the Anchor app. Shout out to everybody on Facebook. Here's the thing, Facebook fam. uh, And I know that some of you, I've I've read some of your comments and I try to keep up with everything that comes in the inbox. But here's the thing. A lot of you all have similar answers and some of you all and you know who you are. You don't just answer. You answer with like books or super long stories. And I try to answer as many as I can. But when you respond with books, man, I'm just not going there. All due respect, I ask a question. You can answer me. It it can be a deep, it can be an educated answer, but just don't write a novel. Love y'all. I really do. And because I love y'all, like I said, we're going to do Facebook responses and Q&A again on Friday. So good looking out. Shout out to Eric Anderson. Shout out to my man, Aaron Harris, MLC, Third Rail Fam. And I'm going to hit y'all with a taste.